it's not that negative or things that have brought me down haven't happened, but when I come through the other side of them, I know that it happened for a reason and maybe I didn't get an opportunity because there's something else that's going to come up for me. Um, and I really am trusting in the universe in that way, I suppose, to sound a bit woo-woo, but that, you know, everything always works out for me. And that's even one something that I say to myself, everything always works out for me. So even in a hard time or when I think something's not going my way, I know that it will in the, the bigger picture. Welcome to the Self Love Podcast, the show that helps crack open your heart and inspire a deeper regard for your own well-being and happiness. Proudly brought to you by 28 Essentials. Here's your host, the gorgeous Kim Morrison. Welcome to the Self Love Podcast. This week, I have the gorgeous Lucy Harvey online. We, we know that this gorgeous soul is not only a chiropractor, she's a mum and a wife, but she's also the co-founder of Total Health Chiropractic. Over the past three and a half years, along with her gorgeous husband, Alex, they have opened 14 locations across Queensland and Victoria, offering amazing chiropractic care to their communities. They've gone from being a team of two to now having 24 chiropractors in the team and even more reception staff. Lucy's incredibly proud of the way they've managed to grow the team so quickly, but most importantly, sticking to their core values and creating an amazing culture at Total Health. So one of the most beautiful things about Lucy is she's also enjoying her most recent role as a mum to the beautiful Henley. Nine months ago, her life changed dramatically and for the better with his arrival. She absolutely adores seeing him grow, learn, move and eat and meeting new people, taking in all of the world. Lucy decided to become a chiropractor after she experienced the benefits of chiropractic care for herself. And as you'll hear in this interview, following a spinal injury at the age of 12, which did lead to chronic headaches and seeing many doctors, physiotherapists and specialists to seek treatment, she finally realized after months of seemingly going round in circles that when her parents took her to a local chiropractor, she was amazed by the explanation of how the spine, nerves, and muscles can be related to other areas of the body, which thankfully explained her headaches. After a course of chiropractic care, not only had Lucy's back pain and headaches improved, she also felt she was functioning better during daily activities. From that day onwards, Lucy and her family have been receiving chiropractic care and now from Lucy herself. This beautiful ball of light has such an, a positive and optimistic outlook. You're going to love the way she speaks, doesn't take anything as bad. She always looks at it as a learning and a better opportunity. And I think what's so liberating about her is that she has such a beautiful lens on life. I cannot wait for you to hear this week's beautiful conversation with the amazing Lucy Harvey, who, by the way, I had the privilege of marrying them just a few weeks ago. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please place your comments and feedback if you have time on my Instagram page, Kim Morrison 28, Facebook, Kim Morrison Training, or you can go to the wellnesscouch.com forward slash self-love podcast. I truly appreciate your comments, your feedback, and your five-star rating. This show is to inspire people to crack open their hearts and believe that love will endure all things. I look forward to sharing with you today's interview. Take care, be kind, 
and I look forward to our next catch up. Welcome to the Self Love Podcast. As you can hear, I am very delighted and excited to interview a beautiful soul. Beautiful Lucy Harvey is a chiropractor, as you've heard, and she has a phenomenal story and something that I think will inspire many of us, particularly in the realm of pain and comeback, but also just how to get up, get on, and live your life to the fullest. Welcome to the show, beautiful Lucy. Thank you so much, Kim. It's a privilege to be on your podcast. Oh, well, I've been wanting to get you on for some time and obviously a little bit of something else took up quite a lot of our time this year. You got to marry, before we go into your your past, you got to marry the beautiful Alex this year, but I'd just love you to share with us, thanks to COVID, how many times are we trying to do this wedding and just tell us a little bit about how married life's going for you right now. Yeah, sure. So this was the third time we'd rescheduled twice. Um, our first wedding was supposed to be in April 2020, um, which was right like at the beginning of the lockdown. So we were three weeks out when we had to cancel that one. Um, and then, yeah, we penciled in another one, weren't very confident that would go ahead. Um, and now we have finally done it in January 2022. So there was almost two years between all those dates, um, but it was just amazing. The wedding day, as you know, it was stunning. It was just a perfect day. Everything that we'd organised two years before all finally happened, um, which was great. So we weren't too stressed organising things in the lead up. We had our beautiful son Henley there, which happened in between all those dates as well. And, yeah, married life is great. We had a beautiful time up in Noosa where we got married and we stayed up there as a family, which was really lovely just to go for nice walks on the river, spend time together in the sun, and now we're back into work and busy life again. It is a beautiful time, a wedding. It's a huge celebration. And for many brides in particular, it can be also quite stressful. And I can only tell you from my own experience, first of all, it was such an honor to marry you too, but to see us change the date so many times, you weren't the only ones. Many people have been affected over this time and it's been really hard and really sad. But I think what I can say and what I've heard from what you're saying then is it's worth the wait and no matter what, love endures all things. Would that be fair to say? Absolutely. Yes, it was definitely worth the wait. Ah, well, and it was a beautiful day. But look, let's go back a little bit, though. Let's go back in time for the listener who may not know just how extraordinary you are, but perhaps you could give us an overview of your life and how you ended up into the amazing world of chiropractic, but not just chiropractic, the way you live your life now. How has your former life shaped you into creating you to be the passionate leader that you are today? Yeah, sure. So, um, I grew up in a family of five kids. I'm the oldest. We were all very active and into exercise. Uh, we did a lot of swimming, as in um, squads and racing, as well as just swimming in our pool at home, which was just so much fun as a kid. So we're always off to sports and, and yeah, like I said, very active, always outdoors. So we're a pretty healthy family. Uh, at age 12, I actually fainted and I fell in the bathroom and that ended up, I had a couple of falls, which was just a freak thing. I'd been a bit unwell 
and I passed out. Um, and in one of those falls, I fractured a vertebrae in my spine. Luckily, it was in a spot where it didn't sort of affect my spinal cord or anything like that. It really just needed some rest while I healed. Uh, so I didn't do too much for weeks or even a month after that, just rested, which now I know probably it would have been better to keep moving because what it led to with me being stationary for so long with back pain was getting chronic headaches as well. And that ended up, what, what I ended up doing is going to many different doctors and therapists, including at the children's hospital, to try and get on top of the headaches. But nobody could understand why I was getting them. They thought T8 is like right in the middle of your back. That's where I had the fracture. Um, it's not up in your neck, which would most likely or most commonly affect headaches. But everything, as you know as well, everything is related in the body and tension or tightness or misalignment somewhere can lead to other symptoms. That's with everything in life, really, not just chiropractic. Um, eventually, like as a last resort, which is so common, my mum took me to see a chiropractor. And we thought, we'll give it a go. We'll give anything a go. I was too young to be feeling this terrible and getting headaches every day. Um, and our world opened up that day. We saw the chiropractor who did the assessment on me and firstly believed me, firstly believed me, which was amazing, that I was getting the headaches every day uh, and also could see that the tension in my back was linked to these headaches and from there went on to help me heal from those headaches and everything else that I was suffering from at the time. It's quite a, um, a sad indictment on medicine and healthcare that for many people they're not believed. Why do you think that is as a health practitioner now, a chiropractor, someone who really does care for others? What do you think that is, that avoidance of believing someone? I think that uh, there's probably the way that we get taught these things. So perhaps in university, I don't know how they study things when you say study medicine, but I would say it's in different chunks. So nutrition is one area and then back pain is a completely separate area and then movement is completely separate to that. And, of course, they, like, they learn so, so much throughout five or more years at university that maybe they don't link it all together. Whereas chiropractic is, for as long as it's been around, it really focuses on the whole body and how everything is connected and how if you're stressed or if you're eating poor foods, that can even affect your body as well. So maybe they, maybe they don't, they're very, oh, I'm not too sure, but maybe like they're just thinking in one way and it has to be this or this. It can't all be connected. Yeah, and of course, we're talking generally here. There's many amazing um, holistic and medical integrative doctors that really do have the same philosophies and values. I'm just curious, what then, so at age 12, you had this incredible um, insight to your own health and well-being, your headaches were helped. When did you decide for yourself that chiropractic was going to be the career you wanted to go into? Yeah, that's a great question because I didn't actually want to do chiropractic only because um, when it when I was 18, I'd been seeing the chiro that whole time, continuing on because I just felt so great and actually my whole family was going by then too. 
and my mum was even working with this chiropractor. So she said, do Cairo, do Cairo. She knew I wanted to do something in healthcare. Um, and just being an 18-year-old, I thought, I don't, I'm not going to do what you want me to do. I'm going to pick something else. Um, but I looked at everything. I looked at all these different courses. Uh, a lot of them would end up working in a hospital, like, say, nursing. And I just knew that working in a hospital didn't align with my own health values at that time, which I'm so glad I had that insight at that age. So eventually I decided to do Cairo, which is what mum suggested, um, and I'm so glad that I did end up listening to her. Um, she saw what a great career option it was for everyone, um, as in we can help so many people, but especially for women and later in life now that I've had my first baby, the flexibility to work um, different hours and things like that is also a huge bonus. I think it's incredible too, being a practitioner of any sort, how you can create your own lifestyle. And it takes a, quite an entrepreneurial spirit to, to, to go out into your own business, to promote yourself, to believe in yourself, to then build a practice and clients and things like that. Did you find that easy to build? Was it something that came natural to you? How did you build your business and where did you take it from there? Yes, I would say it came easily now, maybe not at the time, but looking back, I kind of don't know how we did it. I think when I've been reflecting on it lately, I think that we didn't have anything to lose back then, Alex and I, my partner, we were so young. Um, we started the business when we were like under 25 years old. So we, and we were actually up in central Queensland when we started it. So we're in a new place. Uh, we sort of thought, what what do we need? How do we need this to go so that we can at least get by? That's like the worst case scenario. And we just went from there and we were just so happy that it took off as when it did. We both learned a lot from our first jobs before starting the business, both good and bad things that we took into this new business of our own. And, yeah, we both we both believed in ourselves we knew that we were great chiropractors. We just wanted to communicate that to this community um, and an amazing community in central Queensland, which really helped us learn so much in those early, that first year and grow so quickly from there. Beautiful communities help grow amazing businesses, particularly local businesses. Obviously, you met Alex uh, at chiropractic or through chiropractic and the two of you came together in what I would call a synergistic effect where the power of each of you combined became more than the power of two but became synergistically like a team of you came together and now you have over 24 chiropractors working for you with 14 locations across Queensland and Victoria did you ever imagine that you would grow your business to that level? No, definitely not. Uh, it's been amazing and we have grown really quickly. We've taken, we just take any opportunity we can and we've had a, a few things even fall into our lap. So I would say that we attract that kind of a thing to happen and we're always open to, to new locations and that's just the way it's ended up working out for us, as well as a lot of hard work, of course. 
Well, I was just about to add to that because many people say, you know, oh, you're so lucky or oh, you seem to have been brushed with a lucky stick and all of these sorts of things. I, I saw a quote many years ago, uh, forget, forgive me if I got it wrong, but luck is when opportunity meets preparation. So we take an opportunity, but we're ready and prepared for whenever that opportunity comes along. What on earth was it that you think that you saw in each of these opportunities and how on earth did you just trust your gut and has any of it ever failed on you? Oh, that's a great question. What did we see? What was the start of the question? What was the thing that you saw was the opportunity? Like how did you know that was an opportunity? Because many of us get opportunities thrown at us, but then doubt or fear or worry or what if or I'm not good enough seems to come in. Yet you just seem to railroad that every time. And was there, and I guess my question was, is there a little key or a, a thing in there that you did that's different to most people? Um, and also the second part of that was, did you have any failures? That's right. Okay, thank you. The, I think the first big change that I ever made was taking a job uh, in, in central Queensland, in Gladstone, so it's a mining town. And I grew up in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne, so it was complete change for me, which I, to me, it, it, it was a huge deal, of course, but at the time it was just what I had to do for a change. I needed to learn more about chiropractic and this was throwing me in the very deep end. So I took that plunge and moved up there all by myself. Alex stayed in Melbourne at this stage uh, and that was the part that was a bit lucky. I mean, I did make the choice to move away, but we ended up loving that area and finding a need for more chiropractors and that's when Alex moved up and we started the business. So that was the beginning, that huge move for me and that big change and then we went from there. And since then we we see opportunities. We've had a couple of chiropractors reach out who are selling or walking away from their practice and said, look, we know that you, op- you like opening practices. Are you interested in it? And we've just always had a, had a look at it and said yes when it suits us, which it, it seems to most of the time. Alex, my partner, is definitely the one who is keen on opening more and more and more. I am the more grounded one of the partnership and I sort of take a longer look at it to see if it's a good idea. But most of the time we just say yes and do it. Now that we've done it so many times, we know, we know what it takes. Uh, failures... I'm sure we have had failures. There's no huge ones that stand out to me, but there is some hard times. And one that comes to mind is when we opened a practice in Geelong. And that was a great idea because we were living in the area at the time, but we transformed this really old cake shop with a huge kitchen and just so much stuff in there. It was so old. It was super, super tricky to make that change into we have a particular look with our practices that we wanted to go with and that was a huge challenge and it kind of nearly broke us because we always do it in the matter of a few days and it was just jam-packed time. Uh, but we ended up getting through uh, like we always do. We just push and try as hard as we can. 
I think that would be <laughs> maybe your byline, Lucy and Alex. Push, push, try and do it as hard as and as long as you can. Just keep going. Never give up. Keep swimming. And I think that's what I love about you both. Um, could you, for the for the beautiful self-love listener, part of, in my belief, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that having body work, um, being aware of your own body, being aware of its needs, hopefully not getting broken before you do something about it, but looking at your body and your mind and your heart and your soul as an ongoing investment. Could you explain to us then how chiropractic is different to other modalities and why it's a good thing that we can keep coming regularly rather than waiting to be broken? Yes, for sure. I love when people are coming in regularly to stay on top of it, um, stay on top of things and it's all about prevention and, and wellness, really. So basically with chiropractic, a lot of people think it's all about the spine, which it is a huge part. But the reason the spine is so important is because it protects your nervous system, which is your brain and your spinal cord, which then supplies every other area in your body. So basically messages are sent from the brain and the spinal cord all the time. So us talking right now, is requiring our nervous system to be functioning well. At the same time, we're digesting our breakfast from this morning. Uh, we're taking in what's going on. We're, I'm looking at the screen right now, as are you. You're taking notes, so you're moving your hand. All of these functions require a healthy nervous system. If we have any disruption into that system, which can be a number of things, we can go into that more maybe as well, then your nervous system won't function as well. So not, your body won't function at 100%. And you may know about this as in you may have pain, you may have stiffness or discomfort, but you may not. So you might not know that you're not getting enough deep breaths, um, which your nervous system controls. You might not know that your digestion is sluggish. Uh, you might just be used to it and your, your nervous system controls that as well. You might be stressed all the time, which so many people are. Um, and then your body's not functioning as well as it should be either. So a chiropractor's job is to remove any dysfunction in your spine that might be affecting your nervous system to help you function at your best. I love it so much, functioning at our best. And yes. I've heard a number of different chiropractors say that it's never about aging, but continuously adapting. Our body is always adapting according to its needs. And if we get run down or stressed or any of those symptoms you were talking about, the body's remarkable how it adapts. You mentioned one thing in there, which I do find fascinating. And it is, it must be so tricky. If you haven't had the fortune of being brought up well or healthy, or, you know, maybe your parents were just doing the best that they could, but didn't realize that fast foods and microwaves and, you know, little action and, and movement and all these things that are so important. Maybe they were so busy. Maybe they couldn't do the things that were required. If we haven't been blessed with that upbringing, a lot of people can have health conditions or have a, I guess, a level of health that they wouldn't be able to compare to what it's like if you were really healthy. Have you found that happens often? I mean, I'm, I'm asking this because at the beginning you said the last resort was to go to a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. Have you found that a lot of people, you are their last resort when they just do not get answers or don't feel they are at their best? Yes, often we are. I do think it could be changing or perhaps that's just where I'm located now. 
different towns that I've worked in, I've seen a lot of different views on chiropractic. So some people know that it's great to get um, everything checked early with or without pain. But a lot of the time, yes, people do wait. Just like with everything, I suppose, we sort of leave things, again, we're so busy and doing things that we think, oh, I won't worry about my neck being a bit stiff. I'll leave that. I'll leave that until maybe it does lead, lead to chronic headaches or issues with your eyes or your ears. And eventually some of the people that do come in to see me, yeah, they have so many things going on. And I love being able to connect it all and say, yes, we can help you because often they think I've got five different things wrong with me, but we can actually say, no, that's actually all connected and all coming from that stiffness or maybe coming from that stiffness in your neck. And once we resolve that and remove that dysfunction, it's amazing to see the changes and how much better they're feeling and how some of the things they probably don't even mention to us at the beginning start to improve. And just uh, that means their quality of life is improving as well, which is amazing. Yeah, I think it's powerful. As Okay, well, let's go down a different route here. Chiropractic seems to have a very um, profound wisdom in behind it and very much talks about being in alignment with the body's, I guess, power and honoring that power. Do you believe chiropractic has a spiritual element to it as well? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think it has a lot of elements to it and... Yeah, that's definitely one of them. Can you explain to us how you see that at play? Yeah, so I think just seeing the transformation in people in their lives and when they're feeling and functioning better, they're open to so much more and they're just, they're just functioning at a higher vibration as well. I hear, I hear this higher vibration a lot, particularly in the aromatherapy world. Um, love has a high vibration. I mean, this is kind of getting esoteric, if not quantum physical, if not spiritual, as we mentioned. There has to be some times where the body, we, we don't know the answers. Surely that is an acceptable part nowadays where we don't know everything, especially when I look at, okay, let me give you an example, the gut-brain um, phenomena. The last 10 years has seen so much research and so much growth in this area. Does the same thing still happen for you guys in chiropractic? And do you take into account all of those things as well? Yeah, absolutely, Kim. We're still learning so much. Chiropractic is fairly new compared to other therapies and still is having so much research done. So there's not a whole lot of really really great research out there as in really high quality um, but it's coming and it's yeah a lot of chiropractic uh, research can be anecdotal and especially because as I've been saying so much is connected it can be hard to research where you know how did this how did this neck pain then go on to be this this and this and how is it all connected um I just forgot the question because I went off on a bit of a tangent. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I love it. I love it. And actually, it's just it's just so typical of chiropractic anyway, where we can go into so many different realms and so many different beautiful parts of it. But I think you answered it beautifully. What I'd love to know then, some specialists um, or some chiropractors specialize, pediatrics, um, athletes, sport, 
um, there are different ways and areas that some chiros like to go. Have you personally gone down a, a specific route or an area that you love to work in? I haven't yet because of where my career's taken me. I never expected to be working in a mining town in central Queensland, so that was a challenge. Um, and that was people who were working really, really hard, probably not eating the best food, often a bit overweight, so like think big mining guys, and I was adjusting them, uh, which was great. It was so rewarding because they were feeling so much better for it. Uh, but when I was studying in university, I thought all I wanted to see is like, kids and babies and pregnant women, which I think now I'm a lot more interested in because I've been pregnant myself and I, I felt that. So I know how much care you need during that time. And now with Henley, my own baby, learning about that has been really interesting too. So no, I've just been general chiropractor. I haven't honed in on one certain aspect, but as my life changes, I'm just going with that and finding new interests all the time. I guess with the power of chiropractic, there is always an element that you're always questioning, always looking. Have you personally uh, found that chiropractic maybe as a philosophy has helped you through your own personal issues? And if so, maybe you could share with us sometimes where it has been really challenging for you and you yourself have taken on some philosophy or some things that you've really adhered to, could it breath work, meditation. I'd love to know a tough time for you and then how you've used different modalities or what modalities to get through those tough times. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I use all sorts of modalities myself. Um, of course, chiropractic is the main one. I also love acupuncture. That really helps me. With so many things, I started getting acupuncture when I was younger for um, acne, so my skin, and I've continued because at times I get stressed, especially with the businesses, and I just find it such a good way to relax and reset, again, coming back to the nervous system and helping with that. Um, and it also helps me if I do still get a headache. I love essential oils. I use Course 28. I love them. Uh, exercise is amazing. Yeah, all sorts of things. Massage, I really find great benefits from that myself. But really, I'm open to trying anything for any reason. And I think since having my son, Henley, uh, even more open to any alternative therapies and anything, should he need them. Well, we'll just call you a table tart, like I call my husband <laughs> and all of our family. We're just table tarts. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, it's important to find the right practitioners for you. That's right. You don't have to just see a chiropractor. You could see an amazing chiropractor and then have an amazing massage therapist that really, um, they really like work well together and do different things. And it doesn't necessarily matter the name of that profession, but the person that you find and that they work for you and that they listen and care for you. Lucy, you sound like a very positive person. Have you ever been struck by something that's just wiped you off your perch or made you feel like you've questioned what it's all about? That's a good question. I have to think about it a little bit. I don't think so, no. It's not that negative or things that have brought me down haven't happened. But when I come through the other side of them, I know that it happened for a reason. And maybe 
I didn't get an opportunity because there's something else that's going to come up for me. Um, and I really am trusting in the universe in that way, I suppose, to sound a bit woo-woo, but that, you know, everything always works out for me. And that's even one something that I say to myself, everything always works out for me. So even in a hard time or when I think something's not going my way, I know that it will in the, the bigger picture. What a powerful reminder for us all to really acknowledge that. They say that what you you know, whatever you put an emphasis on or whatever you focus on, you will get more of that. So if we're focused on things going wrong or bad or hard, guess what? The universe shows you exactly what you think the world is. But I really do love that, that everything always works out for me. And for most of us, even going through a tough time, we can come out the other side and we can actually look back and believe it or not, most of my clients will say, they're grateful it happened. They've learned so much. You grew up with five siblings. There was five of you all together. Are you being the oldest, are you like a mom or a teacher also for your younger siblings? And how, how have you all interrelated as you've grown if um, you've actually been there for them all as, as the big sister? Yeah, I love being part of a big family. And yeah, I really love being the oldest and helping to care for them. I certainly did when I was I was eight years old when the youngest was born. So I would like to think I was pretty helpful at that time, as helpful as an eight-year-old can be, um, and through our lives as well. What I love about being in a big family with five siblings is we all have different personalities and strengths. So my sister is also quite caring and is a bit of a mother figure as well. She's the third sibling. Um, and my brothers, they all have different strengths as well. So I love our different relationships between us all and that we can go to each other for help in different, in different ways and all work together. I bet. It's such a beautiful thing. And what a gift, right? So many of us. Let, let's move to COVID because so many of us have been separated from our families, our friends, our work even. And something that struck me quite profoundly during COVID was not just people's stress levels rising and seeing an influx with the friends that I have that are chiropractors, seeing more people, but it wasn't just physically. It was very much mentally and emotionally. How have you seen the impact of COVID, not only on your practice, but also on your beautiful clients? Yeah, it's been huge. And we, we've been so grateful that chiropractic has remained an essential service all throughout all the lockdowns. And we've had a fair few here in Victoria. Um, so we've been really grateful to still have people coming in who really need the care. And just to be as much as yeah, they need that chiropractic adjustment. What they really needed that day is to get out of the house and to come and see our beautiful reception team, chat to the chiropractor, have as much as it's, you know, they're not there that long. That was their outing for the day and that was them socialising. So that was great to be there for them. But people have been struggling, a lot of people financially, which is quite stressful as well. And then we see the impact that can have on the body, on the sleep. Uh, on everything I think people aren't doing as much activity or exercise they might be going for walks but maybe they're used to doing much more than that and getting out in nature uh, which is really sad to see on the physical side of it I always think back to this person 
um, who told me that they were working from home and they'd, they, they also had their kids learning from home and so basically their house was full. So what she was using for her work desk was an ironing board uh, and that's just crazy. So she was in all sorts of pain as well as she can hear the kids in the next room and, you know, the emotional and the pressure that puts on you is really hard. Oh, as, as a mum and a dad, it's it's been quite horrifying. I think some of the biggest things that I've noticed, like you just mentioned, many children having to be schooled from home, which has just put such an added stress on parents, not that they'd ever want to not be there for their children, but it's not like we were qualified or even prepared mm-hmm. to fall into this. But one of the things too that seems to have shown up, and you've mentioned it slightly, is the financial repercussions. You've been in the most lockdown state of all. I appreciate you guys have kept your practices going, but there Mm. have been a hell of a lot of people in your state all over Australia who have actually been knocked off their perch altogether and have lost everything. How on earth do you think we get through times like that? What is your advice on someone who is facing the darkest of dark? How do we keep seeing the light when it's just so seemingly relentless? Yeah, it's so tough, isn't it? And it is hard for me because I, yeah, I have been working throughout that whole time. What I've seen, the people that are coming in to see us, Kim, they're prioritising it, um, their health the most, because even though they might have lost their job, they've found a way to still come in and have their chiropractic adjustment um, and, you know, buy good food when they can. But yeah, it's really tough for a lot of people and to get out of that, I think I think we just need to maybe trust and, you know, keep trying. Like as me as a person, what I would do is just keep looking for a way and think if I've lost my job, is this a chance to start something new and find a different career path? I personally love talking to lots of different people and I find opportunities that way. So just, you know, talk to people that, you know, or friends of friends and bring up, hey, I'm looking for work and see see what comes up and maybe give something something new a try that maybe you would never try before. I think that's the only way putting one foot in front of the other at the moment. I think you're so right. And for many of us, I guess there's that victim mentality where the world's done this to me or Dan Andrews has done this to me or (laughs) COVID's done this to me or, you know, we can look at the external influences and think that the world is doing it to you rather than looking at how we respond to what's going on outside of us. And I think that's probably one of your greatest gifts is your response mechanism. And I guess I've heard the word so many times, but pivoting, how else can I see another opportunity? Is this the universe asking me to look at things differently or find something else? Is this the timing where I finally get to launch my own business because I've been umming and ahhing about it and now I've been forced into a lockdown that's really pushing me? I know for many other businesses, it's active continued. Their productivity with staff has gone up because they rotate working from home a couple of days a week. It actually has worked in many favors for many companies. So from your perspective, as a businesswoman, as a mum, as a wife, and a busy, busy person, what are the fundamentals that are are so important for you, for your own self-care and self-worth? Yeah, for sure. I think the first thing that comes to mind is taking time for yourself, whether that is five minutes, an hour, a whole day, whatever you can do. 
I know when I'm getting overwhelmed, I like to get outside and go for a walk. Just a change of scenery can really help. Uh, that's really fundamental for me. Yeah, just taking care, doing the things that I love, which is mostly getting outside. I love the beach. We love the sun. That's why we're considering a move to the Sunshine Coast, of course. Uh, sunshine just helps so much. Don't you agree? Uh, lately with all the all the floods I've been hearing people go well it's certainly not living up to its name the sunshine coast is it but then I was like well you don't go to the gold coast for gold do you so um but you're dead right there is something about sunshine you've actually brought up a point that I wanted to ask you seasonal um affective disorder when people don't get enough sunlight when people are subject to being inside the whole thing of isolation and not being able to go anywhere uh, call me you know delusional but I felt like that was so impactful on our health to to distance and isolate what do you think was the repercussions of that and do you think it was the smartest move overall oh that's a huge question and absolutely not I don't think it was the smartest thing I wonder what's going on like way up there and with these crazy decisions that yeah everything seems to be flipped on what we used to think everyone yeah is sort of staying inside not getting outdoor outdoors for one the sunshine but also I just can't imagine what like people are going to get sick now because we haven't been outside we haven't been exposed to germs and each other for the last two years so it is going to be interesting you asked about the health impacts I think we're not going to know about them we're already seeing some of the impacts but I think it's going to be, unfortunately, really long-term, especially as you are talking about kids before, learning from home, not socialising, not being outdoors, not being exposed to different pathogens and germs. I really wonder how their immune systems are going to be, you know, in the next five, ten years. We know that it has a really long-term effect, all of this. So it will be really interesting to see, uh, but not in a good way, unfortunately. Well, there's another thing I wanted to ask you. I had the privilege of being able to go to Tasmania a few weeks ago and I got on the plane and I looked over and this beautiful woman, well, from what I could see, she had a mask on and this gorgeous baby and she was breastfeeding her baby once the plane was taking off and was just, I just love her. I love seeing mamas with their babies. But I looked at this child looking up at her mum, and I just thought, is this going to have long-term implications? The fact that our babies are not seeing faces, our children aren't seeing faces and all those small um, impactful facial expressions that we as humans have the power to deliver so much information from. Have you seen anything? Am I delusional in thinking that that could have an impact? I completely agree and it breaks my heart. I haven't seen research on it. Uh, yet but yeah I just feel like even myself looking at someone often I don't really hear what they're saying uh, and I think a big part of it is it's usually I'm looking at their whole face moving and picking up their tone so of course I think with kids it will have an impact with my own son Henley I do notice when he looks at people with a mask he's a bit confused because he's so happy to see faces and when someone comes over to him and says hello and smiles, which is happening more now we're out and about again and people are without masks, thankfully. 
um, he just loves it. His face lights up, whereas when they have a mask on, he he's confused because more than half their face is covered. So I do wonder, I hope that doesn't become normal for our kids to see people like that um, because they miss out on so much. Well, we know that communication is only 7% words, which is yes. what we're muffling, hearing muffled behind a mask. 38% is our tone, which is interesting. So a baby will, or child can pick up on that. We all can. But like you said, it's still kind of muffled. But 55% of communication is physiology. You can't tell me that this isn't going to have some impact then on maybe learning or understanding or relationships even. It's, it's going to be an interesting time, isn't it? Absolutely. Even the fact that they tried to make everyone sit a metre and a half apart, whereas usually you would be close with your friends and close with your teacher. So if they're having to distance themselves, yeah, I just think, that's not normal to me. Yeah, it's kind of sad, really. All right, let's change gears. I want to check in with you then. Moving forward, the, the health care of our nation, moving forward, understanding that obesity and health issues, things like type 2 diabetes, cancer, there's some pretty serious um, health conditions out there. Do you think chiropractors is ever too late to start? How can we start to get more healthy? No, it's never too late to start. The best time to start chiropractic care is at birth. The second best time is now. So if you haven't started yet, feel free to start now. It's never too late to make changes. As you said, the body's always adapting, um, whether that be in a negative way to stresses and other impacts on us um, or a positive way with help of body workers and chiropractic. Basically what I love to focus on in, in health in general is going back to basics. So drinking clean filtered water, eating whole foods, keeping your body moving well. And that's where I think chiropractic comes in. It helps you keep moving well. We really work on improving posture, which is so important uh, again, to help you get a deep breath as well as, thousands of other functions in the body. So, yeah, back to basics, movement, clean water and fresh food, uh, yeah. healthy thoughts, mindset. Yeah, it's that, that's really what I always come back to. Tell me some of the, can you give us a case study of a client that may have come in in quite a, you know, overloaded state? Maybe their system is on complete overload. Maybe they themselves aren't even aware, like you said, of, that lady that came in with a number of different things, but it was all connected. Can you give us an example of how chiropractic, I want, to, I want the listener to hear if they've really considered chiropractic, tell us how exactly you've taken someone from one place to another and how long did it take? Yeah, that's a good question. So how long does it take? It can take, it really depends on the person. Um, we find that people can have feel relief from pain and some symptoms really quickly, but to really change things long-term, if you think about posture, that's something that everybody can understand and can see their own posture if they look in the mirror. So many of us now have our head so far forward looking at phones and screens and driving cars, and I'm not saying we need to give up those things. It's just the way that life is now, uh, but we can we can counterbalance that and work on it, hopefully. With our head so far forward, 
The further forward your head goes, the heavier it weighs, the more pressure it puts on your neck. The nerves that come out of your neck supply, they go up to your head so they can create a lot of headaches. They run down the arms. So if anyone has tingling in their arms or hands or weakness of grip strength, and I'm just reeling this stuff off as I think of it. Um, if we go down to the lower back, if we have any dysfunction there, and the most common thing I see there, Kim, is uh, an uneven pelvis. That's happening to me right now because I'm holding my baby on one side, so one of my hips is higher than the other. If that starts to put pressure on my nerves, that goes right down my leg, so that can lead to sciatica, tingling in my foot, um, tightness in my glutes and hips, um, you know, issues with digestion and so much more. I'm really skimming the surface here. So any of those things, does that explain how things can be related? Like, is it definitely, way? definitely. <laughs> and yeah. I think what I'm taking from that is it, it may not just be one thing or all things could be one thing <laughs> coming from one thing. Yeah. yeah. That was all coming from posture. So yes. we can start to work on that. That take The reason that takes time to fix or to correct, really it's an ongoing thing for life, is because you might go to the chiropractor and they might help you to improve it, but then unfortunately you have to go back to your office and sit at the computer for a few hours um, and things start to go back a little bit as well. Well, that makes sense. You know, you're constantly pushing the body into something it doesn't want to do and then it finally gets used to it, but then we realise it's not the best thing for us. I, I just think one of the most beautiful things about you, I would have to say, is your positive attitude and your incredible belief in love and care for your patients, for your family, for your baby, for your mum, for your siblings for everybody and I think something that I've noticed with people that do do a lot of body work is they really do care for themselves quite a lot and I do believe that self-love is one of the most fundamental foundational steps of health and well-being if you agree with me and you think that self-care is part of self-love could you tell me why you think that and maybe give us your definition yeah so to me like I just find, again, so important to take time for yourself. And that's really my definition of well, self, self-care self is self-love. I feel like if you put time and energy into your own health um, and just yourself, your own happiness, then you have more to give to others. And that's what's so important to me. Um, and working with people all the time, if I don't take that time to care for myself, I really see the flow and effect. I've heard of clients that have what we call the vampire effect. <laughs> so whilst I know that you create a lot of love and you give a lot of love, there's some patients I'm sure that take a lot more. <laughs> is, is that real in the chiropractic world? And if so, how do you protect yourself from this? That is 100% real. Sometimes you'll have, you know, so many people booked in a day you see one name in there, one of these vampires that you speak of, and it can sort of ruin your whole day sometimes seeing that there, waiting for four o'clock when they come in. And I don't think that's fair on the other patients as well. So what you need to do is just get really good at communicating with this, this particular person, um, setting boundaries, saying, you know, often, Kim, they're the type of people that like to take up a lot more time than is what is allocated. So sort of being really clear and strong in your in yourself to say, look, that's the end of today's session, but 
you know, I'm happy to see you again next week and we can discuss that further or I'm happy for you to send me an email and um, add in those extra questions that you have. So probably the, to answer your question, it's setting boundaries for yourself and protecting your energy as well so that you can focus on your other patients that are in that day. I'm almost listening to you thinking you could have said that exact same answer for family members that take a lot or friends that maybe abuse the relationship or work colleagues. We could actually use that advice for all challenging relationships, could we not? That's right, exactly. And at the end of the day, you're the most important person and your happiness. So sometimes you have to make hard decisions to see that friend a little bit less or, you know, sit at the other end of the table to that family member. (laughs) And it really is um, dependent on you, what you just said then, protecting your energy. If your energy is low, you may not have as uh, as an amount of patience or ability mm-hmm. to not take it on. And I think that's something that I've really learned, particularly through having care like chiropractic, is that if I don't manage my own energy, then I can fall victim to being triggered by outside influences, as opposed to when I feel great. It's kind of like water off a duck's back when I'm feeling good, right? Yes, that's right. That's like I've seen something going around that why does your clothes only get caught on the door handle when you're in a bad mood? And I think it's just that you notice it at that time because you think everything's going wrong. Whereas when you're in a good mood, you don't mind so much. You just grab your clothes and then keep walking. Exactly. I remember dropping a smoothie once. I just made it. I was rushing. It was many years ago. And then I came back to get the smoothie and it just went all over the bench through the toaster. And I remember just falling down onto the floor as this smoothie dripped onto my shoulders, just sobbing, thinking, why today? Why today of all days? And you're so right. It happens when we're pushed to the brink. So uh, things that I've taken from today's chat from you, my love, again, I'll reiterate your attitude, your positivity, your belief in knowing that the universe has got you back and that all things work out, even when in the moment it doesn't feel like it is. I love, there's a beautiful line, there's no failure, only feedback. So whenever something feels like it goes wrong, it's just an opportunity for growth and learning and to pivot and change. And that's something that I'd consider you the queen at. I also think you're a most amazing mum. You have such a beautiful, calm, giving nature that is inspirational. And of course, being witness to you becoming a wife was one of my greatest pleasures. Would you have a final message to the beautiful self-love podcast listener, someone who may be a bit stressed and full on, maybe they listen to this because they get such uh, inspiration from women like yourself. What would be your final message to this beautiful listener? So my message would be to put yourself first, take time out for yourself um, and do the things that you love Think of things that take 10 minutes and then think of a few that take an hour because we don't always have an hour. Um, That's how you can really implement some self-care. Trust in yourself and trust your gut. That's what I like to do. Um, Now that I've done it for a while, it gets easier and easier. So if you are someone who's looking for a change, trust your gut and what do you really want to do and follow that and see where it takes you. Something that I, Some advice that I got that I like to follow is Think of the worst case scenario. So if you open a business, if nobody comes, then what would you do? And if you can still manage with that, then you've got nothing to lose, then go ahead. So I like to think of the worst case scenario and then go from there. 
Love it. It's almost like, what's the worst thing that can happen? And can you live with that? Then go for it. Give it everything you've got. I absolutely appreciate that so much. Beautiful girl, you're a gem to us all. You are certainly a gift to the chiropractic world. And I am so privileged and honored to have you in my world. I cannot wait for you to come up to the Sunshine Coast and move here permanently. It'll be an absolute privilege for all the 350,000 sunny coasters. So we cannot wait for that. But sweetheart, just to close, I always love to ask, first of all, can you tell us how we can follow you? And then maybe you could give us and finish with your final quote that you love at the moment. So let us know how we can follow you and your final quote. Sure. So you can follow me personally at the healthy Cairo on Instagram, and you can follow total health chiropractic at total health underscore chiropractic on Instagram, um, or just go to our website as a starting point. Um, that will link you to all the separate Facebook pages and all our locations as well. The The quote that I'm loving at the moment is, it takes nothing to join the crowd, it takes everything to stand alone. I think it's so important after the last two years that you do what feels right for you and if that means standing alone, then you do it. Love it so much. Thank you so, so much. From the bottom of my heart, Angel, I've really enjoyed our conversation. It's beautiful, it's light, it's refreshing, and so empowering to not only know that there are women like you out there, but also that we have a modality in chiropractic where we can really take care of all parts of us and feel like there is no time like now to step into and own where we're at right now, but more importantly, believe in our future and honoring that health is one of the biggest and most self-loving steps we could ever, ever do. Beautiful Lucy, it's a privilege. It's an honor. Thank you so much for being on the self-love podcast, Angel. Thank you so much, Kim. I loved it. Thanks for listening to the self-love podcast. Be sure to write a review and share the love with your friends and family and head over and visit Kim and her team at 28.com. That's the word 20 and the number 8.com. Take good care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.